Okay, today we have Exodus 7 through 9. Exodus 7 starts again with with kind of a, a recap of what's about to happen. God speaks to Moses and says, you're going to speak to Aaron, Aaron's going to speak to Pharaoh, you're going to tell him to let your people go, Pharaoh's going to say no, I'm going to bring great judgments on Egypt, and eventually you're going to be able to go. So God lets them know before they go that um, Pharaoh is going to ask them to work on a miracle to prove that he should listen to them. And so they go, and that's exactly what happens. And so Aaron throws his uh, staff and turns into a snake. Uh, but Pharaoh has magicians, and they can do the same thing. So they, they do it. They just turn into snakes. But Aaron's snake eats their snakes. Yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen. So the first judgment has to do with turning the water of the Nile into blood. I have heard it taught multiple times um, that the the ten different judgments that are on Egypt have to do with their main gods that they worshipped. So he so what the and again I'm just taking someone else's word for it. I don't know much about I don't. No, I know very little about Egyptian gods, but apparently they, you know, they had these major gods, and the the particular judgments were specifically against. You know, they had to do with the major gods that they uh, worshipped. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there because I've heard it taught before. Again, I I don't know much about that, but the first one does have to do with turning the uh, water of the Nile into blood. Okay, I couldn't let that stand, so I just looked it up. Apparently, there's someone named James Kennedy that has put out a topical study Bible talking about how the plagues were similar to the gods. So, for instance, they uh, worshipped the River Nile, and uh, so that's this first one. Um, They had a goddess Hecht that had the face of a frog, and so the next one's a frog. Um, And so, uh, so I won't go through all of them, but... but, uh, there's some similarities there but so with this and we'll see this for the first couple things the uh the, you know the, the pharaoh had some powerful magicians and they were actually able to turn the water into blood also and so pharaoh pharaoh is totally unimpressed people of egypt are are in dire straits because all of a sudden they can't get water out of the nile they're having to dig dig wells for it. But uh, that's pretty much how 7 ends, and then we move on to Exodus 8. So the, the second plague has to do with frogs, and uh, again, the uh, Pharaoh's magicians are able to duplicate this. So they're, they're keeping track right now with Moses and Aaron, and, and Pharaoh's not impressed. However, he was annoyed by the frogs, and so he asked Moses and Aaron to get rid of the frogs. And promises that if they get rid of him, he will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. But of course, once he, once they get rid of the frogs, he does not either. He doesn't plan, or he changes his mind uh, so that he does not let them um, uh, go worship the Lord. One thing that stands out is that I guess the magicians of Pharaoh were able to create the frogs, but they weren't able to get rid of the frogs that God had sent. Uh, once Moses and Aaron do cry out to God to stop the plague of frogs, they all die, and they're just heaping up dead frogs everywhere. So, after uh, Pharaoh hardens his heart again, um, 
God tells Moses, who tells Aaron, to strike the ground with the staff and send bugs. And so now there's bugs everywhere. And now the magicians are starting to become impressed because they can't do it. They say this is the finger of God to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart was hard. So if the, the first kind of bugs were gnats, and then, you know, Pharaoh's heart's hard, so then they say, hey, we're going to send flies, but we're not going to send them to where my people, God's people are, in Goshen, and just going to send them to the rest of Egypt, so that you will know there's a difference between my people and your people. So Pharaoh hates the flies. He again tells Moses and Aaron, if you get rid of the flies, ask God to get rid of the flies, I will let you go out and do your your sacrifice as you ask and Moses says um, okay fine we'll do it don't be deceitful but Pharaoh again hardens his heart and once the flies are gone does not let them go and then we're on to chapter 9 so in chapter 9 we see that there's a plague on the cattle the livestock dying so before we were just really annoying things now we're talking about people's livelihoods uh, being plagued and uh, the livestock of Israel are not touched. The livestock of Egypt are touched. Um, and I'm not, it, it, it seems to say that they all die, but then later more die. So I, I, don't, I can't explain that. Um, there's something not quite right in the telling or the translating or something. And then we move on to the plague of boils. So um, once Moses does what God says and, and throws up the dust... There's boils on all the people, including the magicians. And so no one can stand before him, but God has hardened Pharaoh's heart. And and God is giving Pharaoh some, some severe warnings here in 13 through 17, verses 13 through 17. He's telling him, man, I, you know, I can judge you severely. You need to let my people go now. But Pharaoh is not doing so. So the next plague is hail, and all the Israelites bring their, their people and their livestock inside so that the hail doesn't kill them. And, and some of those servants of Pharaoh at this time, you know, they see what's going on. They're fearing the Lord, so they're, uh, you know, abiding by the instructions too. But others just aren't fearing him and uh, get assaulted by this hail. So it hailed everywhere, although apparently not in Goshen, so I don't know why they needed to bring their cattle in, but... Maybe the Israelites were just concerned <laughs> this is going to happen, so they were just taking precautions. Now, Pharaoh's heart really seems to be changing, because now he's admitting that he's sinned, that the Lord is the righteous ones, and that he and his people are wicked, and he's he's telling them to go, just end the, the hail. But Moses understands at this point that Pharaoh's, even though he's saying the right things, his heart still really isn't uh, submitted to the Lord, and uh, he says, yeah, I'll, I'll end this, but your heart's still not right. And so once Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had ceased, he sinned again and hardened his heart to his servants. And so he doesn't let the people go. And I think that uh, that was it for today. God bless you.